Are you on the RCR mailing list? Never miss a beat of the news and hard-hitting stories you've come to know and love. Stay in the loop. Visit realitycheck.radio forward slash email. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. It's Tuesday morning and it's my pleasure to welcome back Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net in Melbourne for his Tuesday update on RCR Breakfast from Australia, the lucky continent. Tim, good to see you again. Good to well, hear you, Paul. <laughs> We're well, on hear the... you. I'm seeing you and hearing you. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm saying it for the viewers' sake. Yeah, well, they can. Listeners' sake. They'll build a picture in their mind. That's what radio is all about. <laughs> okay, where do we start? Oh, um, did I hear that you copped an awesome rainstorm? In the in the general area, what um, in the last few days? Yes. Yeah, so last Tuesday, as we had, well, we were we were warned because it was uh, a thirty plus degree day. Uh, we had the 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 fire rescue authorities warn for the the West Wimmera Grampians region that it was a catastrophic bushfire warning, the worst conditions since the Black Summer. So that's what oh, they were. Yeah hyping us for, uh, but then we had, well, a very cool and wet change mid-afternoon. It was 45 minutes of the most intense winds and rain uh, that uh, I think many of us have seen, and wow. it led to uh, half a million homes and businesses uh, being uh, disconnected because there were uh, two transmission towers at uh, a at a town a town near Geelong, a, they basically got fried and were a hunk of metal on the ground from lightning strikes or something like that. Well, from the from the wind and the rain. Oh right, okay. And yeah. so a lot of us were thinking this is what's keeping the lights on and keeping our fridges running and a brief storm. And they're just a hunk of metal on the ground. Yeah. Was, I mean, we ho- hoping that uh, Chris Bowen, our federal energy minister, his uh, rewiring the nation transmission towers to connect all the renewables, uh, made of a bit more uh, sturdy stuff. Uh, so at uh, at last count, uh, there were still uh, fifteen thousand homes and businesses without uh, power. Uh, so many. Uh, many Victorians only had to wait six hours to be reconnected, uh, but there were many towns, particularly uh, near the the, the Gippsland uh, region in the the east, yeah. uh, because uh, uh, that's where uh, one of the the main uh, coal fired power stations went out, and the the bushfires were going on at the same time. Uh, so sixty. Uh, uh, properties and homes have been uh, destroyed uh, by a combination of the bushfires and the storms. Oh dear! Um, so, uh, two things: did they not see it coming, and did did the rain put out some of the bushfires? You would hope. Well, that's what you'd assume, but apparently, everything's bad for bushfires. So, rain is apparently bad because then it uh, grows and dries up again, and, be- and oh, you can't uh, win. You yeah, can't and win. Uh, dry uh, dry conditions with no rain uh, that can cause bushfires as well. So, it's just obviously we both know why they're, why they're pushing the the bushfire 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I also think that these sorts of, uh, these sorts of warnings that are put out by the authorities, they're also like the arsonists and firebugs, they're also listening and like, wow, yeah, I could cause a whole fire. Yeah, I- <laughs> Thank you for, for letting me know um, that it's a good time to do this. Yeah. And obviously if it, the, most of it, most of the the fires. I it's the the headline is oh that it's climate change. Yeah, and of course. I, yeah. If they catch uh, arsonists, then it's buried in the in further down the the news reports. Yeah, and did the weather people see the storm <clears throat> coming, or did it just like it, the way you described it, sound like it sort of came right out of the blue? It was forecast that there could be a storm, but I think it took everyone by. By surprise, the fact that, well, I don't think anyone thought that those transmission towers were going to be fried. And, Taken out, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. All right. Um, we heard that um, you've had uh, more visitors, let's say, arrive by boat. I think in Beagle Bay, one lot. I thought it was all over for people arriving on boats in Australia, that that was long stopped. So what, what happened here? Yes, so this is the second boat of illegals because they shouldn't be termed as asylum seekers. Uh, So uh, 39 uh, military-age men uh, from India, Bangladesh and Pakistan, uh, they uh, they wandered ashore uh, on two uh, remote Aboriginal communities, uh, one in Beagle Bay and one in Pender Bay, uh, completely undetected, and the one last year, uh, the the illegal boat also landed in a remote Aboriginal community. And like, was these... that was that per chance, or were they sort of like uh, um, areas designated because of, of of remoteness to to land on? You know, sneaky, sneaky. Well, they're they're governed under native title, so you wonder whether because this Albany the the Albanese government, of course, is, is is completely on board with the the Aboriginal sovereignty land uh, giveaway, and so I can't help but think that the Operation Sovereign Borders are told not to patrol uh, that uh, that area. And oh, okay. They, right. they upset some sort of uh, dream time. Sensibilities. Uh, there's a there's a man being prosecuted in Western Australia for upsetting a rainbow serpent for building a a a oh. footbridge over a river on his own property. Well, we had a we had a similar thing with um, upsetting a tanifa, which is a monster that lives sort of under things. So, um, so yeah. it's clear that uh, the the people smugglers uh, they believe that they're back in business. I don't know if it's because they found this loophole. Or uh, they've been incentivized because of the High Court decision last year, uh, which led to the Albanese government releasing 149 uh, high-risk criminal uh, detainees. Uh, The High Court ruled that they had to be released if there was no prospect of resettlement. Uh, The Parliament passed last year preventative uh, detention Laws uh, to apply to courts to re-detain them. Not one application has been made. Uh, not for the uh, seven uh, murderers or attempted murderers. Uh, the thirty-seven 
as uh, uh, sex offenders, including child sex offenders, 72 for assault, violent offending, kidnapping, armed robbery, and 16 for domestic violence and stalking, fewer than, uh, than five uh, for people smuggling, crimes of serious international concern, fewer than five with low level or no criminality. So, and there have yep. been uh, 20, 24 who have been uh, re-arrested, 18 under state and territory criminal laws and six for breaching their uh, their reporting uh, obligations. And uh, 36 are required to not wear ankle uh, bracelets. So this was uh, the High Court decision with, uh, about uh, case NZ uh, YQ. Uh, so that was that. Uh, NZ. It sounds like something to do with us. Yeah. Oh, no, it was about a uh, Uringa a Muslim from Bangladesh who was convicted for raping a 10 year old boy. Uh, so. So is this the, the first time we've heard the number, the breakdown of the numbers? Yes. Uh, so that we got we got access to this information last week that the Albanese government would prefer. Uh, did not uh, did not be released, and uh, there could be a sequel to uh, this high court decision with uh, another case. Uh, the Attorney General Mark Dreyfus has fast tracked to the the high court, uh, so it's called ASF seventeen. So this is about uh, an Iranian who is uh, refusing to uh, cooperate uh, with uh, the authorities, refusing to meet government officials from uh, Iran and uh, or obtaining travel uh, documents. So uh, this uh, uh, Iranian fears for his life. He's removed from Iran because he's uh, a bisexual Christian, fully Kurd because he opposed the mistreatment of women by the government in Iran, we don't know if that's just you know the the story that's being concocted, like the 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 Christian uh, acid thrower in uh, in London recently, right? Uh, so I uh, the uh, there's been a contradictory federal court ruling that said that uh, he's uh, entitled to not cooperate, uh, but uh, there's still a practical. Uh, a prospect of resettlement. So, okay. uh, but the yeah. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus has fast tracked to this as a high court. But imagine you're allowed to be released into the Australian community if you come here illegally, if you just refuse to cooperate. Yeah. So you you could be hiding or have anything um, that you might have done, but just don't worry about that. He's not cooperating. So we'll let him out. And uh, what hope for the best? Is that what they do? Hope for the best, and hope that uh, it doesn't incentivize uh, more to come to Australia. Well, why wouldn't it? Because the 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 hundred and forty nine uh, who who we we know uh, now the the breakdown of their criminal offending they're leftovers from when uh, the Rudd Gillard uh, Labor governments lost control of Australia's borders uh, from t- uh, two thousand and seven to. 2013. Uh, so 50,000 came here illegally. Right. All of yeah. them were those who came in those illegal boats. And so you tend to get the worst of the worst coming in by boat because, well, they're not going to get a visa to come in by plane, but there's certainly a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of foreigners who are applying for asylum uh, who've come by plane and overstayed their visas. Uh, so 
and we're also having a lot a a lot of new uh, migrants coming in via the air as well in the name of filling uh, skill shortages, uh, 7,000 over over these two years. Yeah, so what happens to the latest bunch? Um, They they don't stay in Australia. No, they have already been transported to Nauru uh, for offshore processing, uh, which is known as uh, Pacific Solution. And uh, it's 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 worked uh, for well when when the, when the coalition has been in government it was John Howard who uh, who first implemented it back in uh, two thousand and two thousand and one and then when uh, the coalition was returned to government in twenty thirteen Scott Morrison was the immigration minister who who implemented what's now known as Operation Sovereign Borders, which the Albanese government says they support, that they abolished temporary protection visas and put all of those illegals who were here on permanent visas. So, again, incentivizing that if you just wait long enough in offshore detention, you'll eventually be able to settle here. That's what the people And, and presumably Nauru are paid for this. Oh yes, uh, they 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 love uh, hosting this uh, detention centre. Although uh, they recently have aligned themselves with the People's Republic of China and decided to not recognise Taiwan anymore. So, okay, well that's um, yeah. How how do um, how do Australian how does the Australian government feel about that? I suppose as long as they've got somewhere to put the the illegals? Who cares? Supposedly, this uh, well, it's part of the. I think your deputy prime minister called it checkbook diplomacy, uh, and this yep. has been sort of uh, the Albanese government has tur- turbocharged it with all of this 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 foreign aid, basically to try and outbid uh, China. So the fact that we've invested so much in Nauru over the years for them to align uh, with uh, with China, also a Another factor uh, with this uh, boat suddenly arriving could be the fact that Indonesia just has a presidential election, so there's a bit of a transition, and so there's a bit of a window there in between the the transfer of of power. That because uh, we don't know uh, how the the new pre- how cooperative the new president uh, will be uh, with uh, because we need Indonesia's cooperation. I think he's a former military man, isn't he? Yes, he wants to be more aligned with China and India, uh, so he wants to pivot Ooh, but, uh, up north. All right, well, there you go. Um, what's this uh, asbestos in the mulch? What's all that about? Yeah, so Sydney is, uh, it, it's called the Sydney Asbestos Crisis. So there are 34 uh, locations in New South uh, across Sydney and New South Wales, including uh, seven schools, uh, that uh, the Environmental Protection Agency has found that this mulch uh, supplied by this company, Green Life, has been contaminated with asbestos which green, is, green life being a, like a sort of like environmentally friendly name right um i think uh, obviously it's just it's just a name uh, though uh, they they where they they where they they actually operate at a 
at a waste management facility, which I guess sort of explains how the contamination happened, not that it's excusable in any way. And the predecessor owner, uh, owner of that uh, that waste management facility had a, had a cleanup notices by the Environmental Protection Authority. Uh, so there's been one school, uh, Liverpool West, that's had to basically be closed for three weeks and the uh, school students have had to be relocated. Uh, the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras Fair Day has had to be cancelled uh, because of uh, contaminated mulch. It was oh, discovered uh, by chance uh, at the, I call it the Cursed Roselle Interchange, this freeway juncture, which has actually made traffic worse in Sydney. The new gardens there was discovered asbestos uh, was in the mulch there. And so they've it's had a chain reaction, which obviously we're glad that uh, the Environmental Protection Agency is is uh, doing a, what they call it, uh, their biggest, uh, biggest investigation in decades. Now, a lot of uh, experts say that, look, this asbestos, it's, un- it's unlikely to... Uh, to, uh, to cause cause the type of infosema later in life that uh, a lot of uh, uh, Australians who worked with that when it was put in put in buildings, but you just take no no chances with it. Yeah, uh, but uh, a lot of people are getting uh, PTSD from the the press press conferences uh, uh, because <laughs> there's almost a press conference every day about the update with the number of uh, uh, positive uh, asbestos mulch uh, cases. Oh, there. they love generating the fear, don't they? Yes, and we've seen one of the New South Wales health uh, doctors, Dr. Jeremy McAnulty, at uh, these press conferences. He did the the COVID press conferences when Kerry Chant wasn't available so yeah there, yeah. there, there is a bit of uh ptsd okay so what what happens how do they demulch or de-asbestos the mulch they just dig it up and and take it somewhere else and dump it is that how they get rid of it well i'm not it i haven't looked into uh, how it asbestos is safely safe, safe, safely disposed of though obviously the fact that well asbestos we thought that there was asbestos that had been safely dis- disposed of only to find its way into the mulch because asbestos is mined so it's not like yep. it just sort yep. of shows up anywhere and so the fact that well it's sort of been recycled well it been recycled and turned up and, and it's the connection the waste treatment plant is that where the cross contamination that's that looks like it's been the case because a lot of people were scratching their heads thinking, how could this happen? Yeah. Oh dear. All right. So last week we were talking about Barnaby Joyce on the ground yelling into his phone to his wife. And that was because he'd had a drink um combined with blood pressure medication, I think was the story. Yes, there. that was the story. I yeah. he He's certainly still uh, not off the hook. His leader, uh, David Littleproud, his uh, well, his successor uh, in the, the Nationals' leadership, has said that he should take some some time off. Uh, but there's now a another uh, Nationals MP who has uh, been well, not, not just caught on on camera for a couple of seconds uh, drunk, but 
in Senate estimates, uh, which like there's cameras on every angle that's broadcast live, uh, the deputy nationals leader, Senator Perrin Davey. Uh, so she uh, was slurring her words uh, when she was Ooh. questioning somebody to do with the, the arts. And she was also getting all philosophical and metaphysical. You know how some people do when they're drunk saying, well, I really appreciate you coming in to answer yeah, these yeah. questions. And yeah. so she admitted when she was uh, a question that she'd had two glasses of red wine at a, a nationals staff event, but didn't think she was drunk. Though if you have it like quickly, a, I know just from my experience, the older you get, the alcohol tends to have an effect on you more quickly. And so she yeah. might have thought uh, that, uh, that, that, that she was, she was, she was off her face, but that's how she, yeah. she sounded. And uh, Perrin Davies, she's also facing a pre-selection challenge for a New South Wales uh, Senate seat. She's up for election at the next election. So this certainly hasn't. Uh, it's not uh, nice having that video banging around when you're trying to do that. No, and it's brought up the question again about uh, the drinking culture in Parliament House. One of the the teal independents, uh, Zali Stegall, has called for uh, random breath tests of MPs for Ooh. for drugs and alcohol, which Anthony Albanese has uh, uh, said he's not in favour of. Well, he's fond of uh, a few beers here and there uh, as well. Uh, the MPs are not not keen on this, but. A lot of people have been pointing out they're not allowed to be drunk on the job at their work. And also, if it's drug testing as well, um, also other other habits of uh, <laughs> around Parliament House could be exposed. I remember that uh, when the toilets were tested at the British Parliament in Westminster, they found high uh, traces of cocaine there. Yeah. yeah, you probably find the same thing. Uh, also, women are affected by the quantity compared to men. That that can happen as well. That's true. Uh, so she, that video is easy to look because uh, look for because I'm sure some of our audience will want to go and have a look at that. Oh yeah, just a uh, uh, Twitter search Perrin Davy P E R I N and then Davy D A V E Y and yep. uh, it'll show up because obviously she's been trending on Twitter for. All the all the wrong reasons, and she's highly, obviously, highly embarrassed by it. She was also talked about how her daughters had a had restricted view uh, Taylor Swift uh, tickets. Uh, now, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, she is uh, the the news. There's been a storm in Sydney, and her uh, private jet has been delayed. Four have been hospitalised, being struck by lightning in the Botanic Garden. But Ooh, uh, yeah. our mainstream media here in Melbourne. Even though we had uh, another asylum boat come down, uh, and there were still homes without power, all the the mainstream media reporters and some of the presenters were outside the MCG for a concerts on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. The MCG uh, luckily uh, didn't have a a power outage, and Flinders Street Station they had enough. Uh, power uh, to project uh, her face on the the Flinders Street <laughs> Flinders Street station building and uh, there's talk about oh her three shows here are going to inject 1.2 billion dollars into the into the economy so that's been uh, can I ask you a question I'm an old fart 60 
What I, I know who she is, but why is she so big? Well, I like her music, but I think that uh, the coverage has been uh, over overdone. I mean, there are all these. Uh, I, I discussed the conspiracy theories last week that the American Super Bowl was rigged so that her boyfriend uh, Travis Kelsey's team, the the Kansas City Chief, could win to uh, to have a a stage there for their Biden endorsement because yeah, she, because uh, she's doing it. There's a T-shirt that, that apparently, you know, um, I can't remember exactly what it says. And she said she would leave the country if Trump won. The I don't think I don't think Taylor Swift has has said uh, has said that, but she backed Joe Biden in twenty twenty. She hasn't uh, endorsed him this time around, but uh, the Biden administration is keen for her endorsement. Yeah, and uh, the boyfriend Travis Kelsey, he's a well, <laughs> a, a, a a another woke sports stars. I mean, he did Pfizer ads and also for Bud Light oh, as dear. well. Yeah. So, yeah, it just seems that that um, there's been just an avalanche of Taylor Swift reporting that's going on here too. Oh, well, one of your TikTokers, uh, uh, Oliver Mills, uh, because there are a lot of New Zealanders who came over uh, because yeah. she, she's not visiting New Zealand. Uh, so Apparently she snubbed us. She snubbed us. Well, what I heard is that uh, uh, there was an issue with the, the zoning for Eden Park where the concert would have been. Uh, oh, so, okay. I, I just uh, saw the headline snubbed. But you get Pink, uh, who's going to come over. She's uh, woke, isn't she? She, 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 she is. Uh, she's insanely popular in uh, Australia, uh, so, yep. uh, even more so in the, the, the United States. So, Gosh. Oh, well, okay. Um, and um, let's finish up on Assange because in the next day, or two, um, apparently the uh, extradition uh, decision is coming down in the UK. He's an Australian. I don't know if the Australian government's been very good at sticking up for one of their citizens, Julian Assange here. So what's been happening around that, considering this week's a big week? So Anthony Albanese in opposition uh, promised uh, that he would lobby to bring uh, Julian Assange home. Uh, enough is enough. There was a a delegation uh, over to the the U.S. Uh, Congress to lobby the U.S. government uh, to uh, to uh, drop the charges so it could be brought home. And it, it was a very broad coalition. It had Barnaby Joyce, a Monique Ryan, one of the Teal Independents. And uh, two of the the Greens uh, senators, and uh, and they met with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who of course is that you would know who she is, yep. Maverick uh, Republican Congress woman, which yep. I thought was great because this is bigger than uh, political political divisions, but yeah, the UK uh, they are just going along with this. The, the first thing is, how can an Australian be charged with espionage of another country, a country that he's not a citizen of? I, yeah, he's been he's not Australian. charged with anything in Britain. There's, there is no charge. Oh well, they got they. It was all about that that uh, uh, trumped up rape charge without a condom. That yeah, was, but that, that was just uh, lawfare to keep him there. And, but yes, uh, the the. What I'm saying is, how can it, he's not an American, so how can he be charged with espionage if he's not a citizen? Don't you have to be like a citizen of the country? Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. 
es- espionage. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they want to deal to him. Whether it's Seth Rich or something more than that, they the, the Americans want him. Oh, yeah. The oh. deep state. They are. Yeah. They, they. Remember, Mike Pompeo wanted, it, wanted him dead. He said that. Um, anyway, um, uh, you mentioned Albo. Let's finish on this. So he's proposed. Yes, to his uh, girlfriend Jody Hayden. Uh, there's uh, uh, so he's the, the first uh, divorcee prime minister that we've had. Uh, so oh, oh, okay. uh, back in the the 2010s, uh, he and his first wife Carmel Tebbit, they were the New South Wales Labor power couple. Uh, he was the infrastructure minister and leader of the house under the Rudd Gillard governments, and Carmel Tebbit was the Deputy uh, Premier of New South Wales uh, under Christina Keneally. But according to Anthony Albanese, uh, Carmel Tebbit, she decided in 2019 that she didn't want to be married to him anymore and and left. And dumped him. Yes, they only had the one child together, Nathan, who's got the the Qantas uh, Chairman's Club Oh, he's he's membership. the guy, yeah, yeah. And also uh, the yep. PWC uh, internship as well. Yep. Uh, so, I but he's he's decided that uh, to to use Valentine's Day to uh, propose. So that got a lot of us are very cynical. So was that sort of a distraction from I uh, the, the 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 detainees uh, the information about them getting out, but right all ruined right. the next day because of the illegal boat uh, that came. There's a 15-year age gap between them. So Albanese is 60 and Jody Hayden is is 45. They 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 met at a local branch one of his local branch meetings and they both go for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So they No, they got bump, something bump. in common. Yeah, there you go. All right. So he got a bump but it wasn't for long. No, it was it was basically a, a one day one day sort of bounce. Uh, uh, Peter Dutton uh, mischievously said, "I'll organise the Bucks night. I've got his best interest at heart." <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, good to catch up again, Tim. Thanks for that, and we'll talk again in a week. Yes, and well, who knows what's what's going to happen in the next week? I mean, we certainly didn't expect uh, well, basically, be hit from from all angles up north from the sky and from the ground. Oh, just every week gets more interesting, that's for sure. And it's only just begun. Exactly. See see you in a week. Uh, See you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Thank you for tuning in to RCR Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to, just like what you're listening to, either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057, that's 2057, or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.